Hey there, it's me, your money, and welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? Welcome back. It's another episode of Tandia Talks Money. You know, it's the podcast where today we're going to dive deep into the world of personal finance and explore the challenges and triumphs of managing our finances. I'm your host, Carla, and today's episode is all about the difficulties of adulting, particularly when it comes to raising a family. Adulting. I get it. It's a term we've all come to know and love or perhaps dread. It refers to the responsibilities and challenges that come with being an adult. And one of the most significant challenges that we face is raising a family. You know the drill. Being a parent is like being a personal assistant on caffeine. Running errands, scheduling playdates, we're always on the go. Maybe that's just being a mom. I don't know if my husband feels like a personal assistant, but like I'm, a, I'm an abused personal assistant sometimes, but no, I'm just kidding. But it's no secret that today's expenses and expectations surrounding family life seems to be vastly different from those of previous years. Let's face it. Having kids is like having little gold diggers who can drain your wallet faster than you can say money. They take my money when I'm in need, right? They're just little these little gold diggers. They don't even realize what they're doing yet. But let's start with expenses. The cost of living has skyrocketed in years, making it increasingly difficult for families to make ends meet. Housing, education, and childcare expenses have all experienced significant inflation. We find ourselves juggling bills, struggling to save for the future, and often feeling like we're just one unexpected expense away from total financial disaster. And like on top of financial pressure, there's also this societal pressure, right? We live in a world where social media highlights picture-perfect families, lavish vacations, and the constant stream of material possessions. I mean, like, I need to go through a social media cleanse and maybe unfollow all the influencers who are constantly posting things to buy because it is not helping my life. But it's easy to fall into the comparison trap and feel inadequate when we can't meet these seemingly impossible standards. And like, you know, there's something to be said, but the 80s, the 90s, even the 2000s, like we didn't have to stand up to that or compare ourselves to that. But here's the truth, because real life is messy and financial success doesn't always look the way it's portrayed online. So how do we navigate these challenges and still manage to win with money? It starts with taking a step back and redefining our own definition of success. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses. It's about finding financial stability and contentment within our means. Who are the Joneses? Like, I want to know where that reference came from. I always say it. We always say it. I feel like that's a very, like, millennial thing to say, but maybe more of a boomer. I don't know. Or Gen X. I don't know. But Anyways, keeping up, we don't have to. Don't keep up with the Joneses. We're going to talk about a few strategies to help us thrive financially in the face of modern challenges. Because let's be real. Seriously, have you ever seen a toddler eat? It's like they have like a back hole in their stomach. So 
maybe it's just my toddler and my seven-year-old. I don't know. But how can we conquer the never-ending grocery bill and still have money left for our own caffeine fixes? Because we are that assistant that's just running on caffeine most of the time. So here's a few strategies. Get the pen, get the paper, maybe just listen to the podcast like multiple times so you remember this. I don't know, whatever it works for you. But here's some strategies for managing finances and raising a family. Number one, like if you have been following along on this podcast and listen every week, like you should know this point. You should know this point, but prioritize your spending. I know it seems like such a point that is so simple, but it is so important. Take a hard look at your budget and identify areas where you can cut back or make smarter choices. This needs to be done on a constant basis because let's face it, some months are way more expensive than others. And it's important to look at it as a whole. What do I have coming up? What's going on? What can I not buy this month? How far can I stretch the groceries, right? It's important to take a look at your budget and identify these areas. Then you got to set your financial goals that align with your family's values and focus on what truly matters. So if vacationing is what truly matters to your family, then you need to prioritize that in your spending plan. Point two, embrace minimalism. It's a whole trend, right? But simplify your life, like declutter your space, practice mindful spending. I just did this. I went through, I don't know, I woke up on a Saturday morning and I was like, guess what? We're getting rid of all the things. And it felt so much better. My head felt so much clearer. And I made a little bit of money off of it because I sold it on the modern day garage sale, which is Facebook marketplace. But, you know, embrace that. Like we don't have to keep all the things. Like I was holding on to stuff from when my kids were babies. And I'm like, let's be real. We're not having any more. So get rid of this stuff because it's cluttering up the space, cluttering up my mind, and it's not serving me any purpose anymore. Avoid excessive consumption and prioritize quality over quantity. This is a huge one, right? Like our kids want everything. And I just like kind of fell victim into this because it was the, it's the end of the year. It's July now. And my kids had a really great report card and I told them I would get them a treat for, you know, having a really great report card. I took them to the mall. My daughter wanted uh, the Crocs, like, this is going to be random, but like a friend of I, mine and I, we call them like giblets, even though I'm pretty sure that's part of a turkey. Um, but she wanted those. Great. Fine. Then she wanted something else. Great. Fine. Then my son wanted them and then they wanted something else. And I had to like stop and say, have a great little conversation with them and said, okay, what exactly do you want? You can have these one like pack of giblets, also known as croc. I don't even know what they're on. Croc decals for your foot. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, or you can have all the things. So I had them have that. I had that conversation with them and had a, you know, a heart to heart and say, what do you prioritize more? Do you prioritize the quality of what you're going to get? So do you want these Pokemon giblets or do you want like all these different things? And they both, you know what? It was really great. They both picked the giblets. Also, that's not the real name for them, but it's just what we're going to go with. But but embrace it. Embrace the minimalism of that. You can prioritize quality over quantity. They don't need to have all the things. You don't need to have all the things. Maybe purchase yourself one thing that you know will last you X amount of times. I'm pretty sure these giblets will be lost by the end of the month, but that's what they chose. Okay, next step. Build an emergency fund. Set aside a small amount each month until you have at least three to six months worth of living expenses saved up. 
I mean, it might feel like it's going to take you forever and you can start small, but this will create a financial safety net to protect your family from that unexpected twist and turns that you're constantly maybe just waiting for. Number four, tackle that never ending grocery bill. Like, come on, have you seen those memes where you come home with like four things, but you spent like $70? My friends and I have a group chat that we go back and forth and it's like, we're trying to win. Like who spent the least amount of money for the most amount of material goods? So tackle that grocery bill. Master the meal planning game by planning meals ahead and making a detailed grocery list will help you stay on track. Embrace bulk buying for items. That means Costco. I mean, I always feel like I spend far more than I need to there because I get sucked into the, oh, it's only $13. And then all of a sudden it's a ridiculous amount. But there is something to be said about buying bulk items for things like snacks. Because let's face it, it's summer. The kids are going to be in the cupboard every two minutes looking for a snack, even though they don't remotely eat what they Uh, try to eat through the summer months in a day at school. But, you know, at home, they need 75 snacks every two minutes. Uh, Cereals, diapers, wipes. Those are areas where you can save money by buying bulk. You know, maybe cook in batches and freeze meals for time-saving and cost-effective solutions. You know, I'm I'm on the train right now where it's like, how long can I go without going grocery shopping? I'm about like four days overdue of when I normally go. And, you know, I'm just going to try to stretch it. I'm going to try to stretch it as much as I can, because why not clear out the cabinet? That's what we're doing this week. So, okay, next point. Number five, handle baby expenses wisely. Start saving for your baby's expenses before they arrive. By setting up a dedicated baby fund and saving a certain amount each month, hunt for deals, discounts, secondhand treasures, treasures, and save on baby items. Like go to family and friends. This is kind of why I was holding on to things because I was going to be the nice person that gives all the baby stuff to people. And I did. I did give a lot of stuff away. But then there was some stuff. I'm like, I just need it gone now. I can't. I can't wait for it to to stay in my house for people to have kids. Um. A review your, you know, your benefit coverages and explore government assistance programs for additional support because, you know, you never know what you're covered for under your benefit plan in terms of your hospital stay, et cetera. Um, so, you know, it's a, an important point to review. Number six. Mm, here we go. Okay, ready? This is the best part. Manage extracurricular activities and summer camps. This is where I feel like I am the, mm, I mean, we're going to use a bleep out a word here for my kids but because right now we're in like we're we've just like gone through the culminating of like spring sports spring and like winter activities ending and like summer activities starting so like may and june was just like a trifecta of like insanity in my house but you know it's important for you as their assistant joking Okay, but it's important for you to prioritize activities based on your child's genuine interests and passions. I think I have said 45 times to my child, like, if you don't like flag football, I will not waste my money for you to be playing it again, right? So have these conversations with them. I think it's important for them to try things and be exposed to different things. But if they don't like it and they're not happy, then why are you paying for it? right? It'll save you some money. 
Look for free or low-cost alternatives offered by community centers, libraries, and local parks. You know, we're headed, we're in July. Guess what? Kids are going to Italian school. It's free. It's great. That is a low-cost, no-cost, well, I have to buy snacks, but alternative for them to be uh, stimulated through July. Establish a dedicated savings account to save a small amount each month for extracurricular expenses. Because let's face it, camp is crazy. And if you have more than one child and you don't have childcare through the summer and you don't have all summer off, this is a very expensive like thing to be paying for. So if you start saving small amounts throughout the year, it won't feel like such a burden when it's time to like you know, pay for all the camps that the kids are going to go to. And again, prioritize the activities based on your child's genuine interests and passion, as well as maybe your schedule, because that's very important for you too. But, you know, manage the extracurriculars and summer activities. They don't need to do all the things. I'm here to tell you they don't need to do all the things. It's okay. Okay, last point, navigate the cost of education. I have twins. There are really great benefits to twins because they are, you know, we go through the things all at once. Like diapers, I was done at once until I had a third one. But anyways, you know, there's a lot. They're going to have their first Holy Communion next year. That's one party. Great. No problem. What does suck with twins is that there's always double the expense. So, you know, great. They're going to go to post-secondary. Awesome. That's two kids in the same year going to school. So start saving for your child's education early, especially if you have twins, by exploring options like the Registered Education Savings Plans, RESP, or Tax Advantage Investment Vehicles, GICs, into the market, something that you can put some savings aside. Because let me tell you, time is going to go by fast. And in my head, I think Oh, I've got lots of time, but like there's seven. So realistically, I don't have that much time to be saving for double the expense of going to post-secondary. Maybe I will look out and one will get a full ride and scholarships or maybe not. I don't know. But that brings me to my next point is encourage your children to apply for scholarships and grants to help cover the expenses of post-secondary. There are a ton out there. Tandia offers one. We just closed it, but, and we have our winners, but like, Look for them everywhere and know that there are options to apply to reduce the amount that you will pay out or accumulate in debt or have them start to accumulate, right? So encourage your children to apply for scholarships and grants that will help cover the expenses. Now, last point is find balance between funding your children's education and ensuring your own financial stability. Like we don't want you to go into full you know, panic mode. And now you've spent your whole kind of savings on your children's education. And now you're putting yourself in a compromised situation. So speak to an advisor, connect with somebody on what is the best plan in terms of saving for education, but also making sure you maintain your own financial stability. Remember, winning with money is not just about the present, right? Like it's setting a solid foundation for the future by making smart financial decisions now. This is hopefully helping us to create a better life for ourselves and our children. So we're going to shift our focus to raising the next generation to win with money. You know, I feel like money was always a very taboo subject. Maybe our parents and grandparents, they never really talked about it with everybody. It wasn't so openly discussed. We're talking about it in school. 
schools now. We're talking about it in our homes. And it's important to teach our children about financial literacy from a young age. It's one of the greatest gifts that we can give them. So let's let's flip and let's talk about some tips for raising financially responsible kids. Lead by example. These little eyes or big eyes or whoever, whatever age they are, they they watch you. They watch you at all times. You may be their assistant, but really you're their CEO. And children learn best by observing their parents. So practice responsible financial habits for you, such as budgeting, saving, making thoughtful spending decisions, and let your children witness these behaviors in action. Do it with them. Talk to them. Have the conversations. You know, I had the giblet conversation. Like this is this is your option and let them make it themselves so that they are aware of why you're telling them they can't have this, this, and this. So they are aware of it and they are understanding it. Next point, encourage the open conversations about money. Break that taboo. That's what this whole podcast is about, is talking about money and relatable things. So break that taboo surrounding money and create a safe space for your children to ask questions and talk about finances. Teach them the value of money and the importance of saving and giving. Bring them in for an appointment with a financial advisor. Have them have the conversation and feel more responsible in their financial journey because it's a very important concept to learn young so we're setting them up for success in the future you know maybe you want to foster those like entrepreneurial skills encourage your children to explore their passions and interests and teach them the value of hard work and entrepreneurship maybe they want to start a small business maybe they want to start a small side hustle and they'll have this to carry them through in their adulthood it's funny um my my previous boyfriend at one point through high school, um, him and his brother started a, they would do kind of like a window cleaning business through the summer and they turned that into their career. So like you never know where your journey will take you. So foster these skills and help them find creative ways to earn money, fostering a sense of independence and financial empowerment. Now, as we wrap up this episode, I really want to remind you that adulting Yes, it's indeed hard, especially when it comes to raising a family. But know that you're not alone in this journey. Take it one step at a time. Learn from your experiences. And really, please don't be afraid to ask for help when needed. That is why we exist. That is why financial institutions exist. Together, we can conquer the financial challenges and create a better, brighter future for our families. Thank you so much for tuning in to Tanya Talks Money. If you found value in this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. And remember, you've got what it takes to navigate the complexities of adulting and raise the next generation to win with money. Until next time, take care, stay financially empowered, and keep rocking this adulting gig. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.